Welcome to episode 15 of From the Front Porch, a collection of conversations on books, small business, and life in the South. Today, I'm joined by bookshelf staffer Sydney Webb, and we'll be chatting about book clubs, bone appetempt, and maybe bloggers who write books. <clears throat> hey, Sydney. Hello. Welcome to my home. Hooray. Love being here. Um, okay, so this Monday, so really probably before this even goes on the air we are having our very first book club hooray um so i had a book club in tallahassee that i loved and i mourned it for a little bit i think i've even talked about that on here and now um i am trying to get one started in tallahassee oh thomasville i live in thomasville now (laughs) trying to get one started in thomasville Uh, i've reached out to some folks that i meet you know that i've met through the bookshelf and I think we've got a pretty good group. So um, first I want to talk to you about your experience with book clubs, um, if you've been in one before, and what you think a book club should look like. And we can talk about how ours is, how can we kind of set up ours and that kind of thing. So um, you want to tell me (laughs) what your experience with book clubs is? We've been in zero book clubs. Hooray. So (laughs) I have no experience. Um, But... I was an English major at Florida State, and that's I. What I miss the most is being in classes, being not necessarily forced, but reading books that are out of your comfort zone that you wouldn't normally pick up. Right. So I'm excited for a book club to read things that I would not normally read. Like I wouldn't have normally have read Bon Appetit by Amelia Morris, but. That's what I'm excited for. Right. So our book club, um, how we set it up is how I set up my book club in Tallahassee, which I'm pretty sure was based on the book club of a friend I had in Birmingham, Alabama. Um, Each month, the hostess picks three books, emails them out to the group, and then the, the group votes, and the winning book is chosen to be read. So this is our very first meeting and I volunteered to host and I chose Bon Appetit, which is a memoir by Amelia Morris, Bad Feminist by Roxane Gay, and oh dear, what was the oh, third one? Oh, what was the third? I always forget the Oh, third. it was Department of Speculation, <clears throat> ah. which I read about. Uh, it's gotten rave reviews. It's a fictional book. Um, but haven't, but did, that book did not receive any votes, interestingly. Oh, um, interesting. So the book that received the most votes were Bon Appetit and Bad Feminist. They were tied until like, the last two votes came in, and those were for Bon Appetit. So um, that's the book that we will be discussing this coming Monday. Um, our goal, I think, is to meet every four to six weeks. I'm with you. The book clubs, the reason I started a book club in Tallahassee was because I had just graduated college, and people didn't talk about books anymore it's so weird once you (laughs) graduate like where did that go I loved doing that right so that was some of my favorite parts too of college and of the classroom experience and so book club to me was a way to initiate that um I do think book clubs and I've said this before both on the podcast and I think in blog posts I've written book clubs to me range from boozy book clubs who like kind of read the book but mostly (laughs) drink the wine (laughs) and then the the very kind of intellectual only you know stick to the book you know the kind of strict rules guidelines and I hope that our book club will be somewhere in the middle there. I like it. I definitely am a rule follower and so I want people to read <laughs> the book and I want 
I want to get discussion out of the book, but I also want people who haven't finished the book to be comfortable coming and mm. chatting and, and visiting with people. So it should be interesting. Um, this will be my second book club, though sometimes I think book clubs can feel or can look a lot like Bible studies or small groups. Yes. So I think if you've got experience with those types of groups, then a book club will feel pretty familiar. Yeah, I'm excited for that, getting to know uh different ladies and a different variety of ladies on a more intimate level because yeah. i feel like books definitely have the um capability yeah to i don't know evoke those feelings that absolutely i think so the book club i was involved with in tallahassee started off um you know with a pretty big group and then it slowly dwindled down because that's just what happens like it slowly dwindles to the people who really want to join or want to be a part of it and then it eventually got to be a pretty regular group of about eight to ten women. And I remember, and I've, and I've blogged about this before, um, it felt a lot like church should feel to me. Mm. So everybody, it was all women, but it was a, a range of single and working, um, young married, married with children. Like, it was a fairly wide range. And so we got to experience you know, some of our book club members getting engaged or getting married, having babies. And it felt very communal and very, it very much felt like what church can feel like when it's done right. I think, um, we just, the discussions we got into because you're right. Books can lend themselves toward, I think, vulnerability and to intimacy if you let them. And, um, so anyway, I think with time, a book club can become a really special thing. So it'll be interesting to see, how this uh, book club evolves and changes. Um, But let's talk about Bone Appetempt. So Bone (laughs) Appetempt is a memoir by Amelia Morris. Um, I completely... So I was the hostess, so I picked these three books. Um, I myself voted... I can't remember if I voted for Bad Feminist or Bone Appetempt anymore, but... Bone Appetempt was a beautiful... Honestly, I picked it partly just because of the cover. It is beautiful. It's a beautiful book. Um, I had seen it on someone's Instagram, uh, which is how I find a lot of book recommendations, to be honest (laughs) with you, like just scrolling through and people post pictures of what they're reading. So I saw this on Instagram, had never heard of Amelia Morris, had no idea, to be honest, what Bone Appetempt was about. I Googled it. But not extensively. It must not have been extensively because I put it on the list not knowing that Amelia Morris is a pretty well-known blogger. Uh, I primarily put this on the list because it's a beautiful book and because it's a food memoir. And generally, I love food memoirs. Who doesn't love food? (laughs) Right. And so I have read Shauna Nyquist, who I consider at least her most recent book, Bread and Wine, um, is definitely a food memoir. Supper of the Lamb. Uh, that's more of a kind of classic food memoir. Um, what else have I... Oh, Molly Weisenberg. Have you mm-hmm. read any of her? She's a wonderful food memoir. She also is a blogger. She wrote Delancey and um, I think it's actually one of the books, A Homemade Life. Um, and Molly Weisenberg gave this book um, pretty good reviews on the back. Mm-hmm. Very great review. Yeah, so I put Bon Appetit on the list. It wound up winning. So that's the book we'll be discussing on Monday. So this, let's talk about it. Let's talk about Bon Appetit. What'd you think? Um, <laughs> Sydney's making faces. <laughs> this is not a visual podcast. You're going to have to tell people not, what you think. This is true. So Bon Appetit 
once we learned that it was a blogger, it made a lot more sense. I think that explains a lot. It explained mm-hmm. a lot. I was initially, the very first chapter, I was drawn into it finding out that both of her parents were doctors. And right. I was actually really excited for the book. Um, I remember I even told Annie, like, oh, this is going to be great. Because my husband is going to be a doctor or is training right now to be one. And um, I like the perspective of a child um, with her parents being doctors. And I was excited to see how that affected her. And I was just very excited for the book. And a few more pages in, I was no longer excited for the book. Yeah, I think it'll be interesting to see on Monday. This is the wonderful thing about book clubs is I hope there's going to be some differing perspectives on Monday. Yes. Um, but I started Bone Up Attempt and once I realized I was reading a blogger's book, I think I was okay. <laughs> like, I think that, ex- I know that sounds terrible, but I, it explained a lot to me. I thought, oh, okay. Because at first I was wondering, well, who has heard of, like, why would you pick this up as opposed to Molly Weisenberg? Who is Amelia? Right. Um, why would you pick this one up as opposed to something else? Yes. But now I realize she's got quite a fan following. Um, she's a pretty well-known blogger, especially out on the West Coast. And so I think that explained a lot. Um, I found it to be a little disjointed. Extremely. Yeah. So... Again, if you have read this book, I'd love your thoughts. We would love your thoughts. Definitely. Uh, we, like I said, we're looking forward to discussing with some other folks on Monday. But it seems so. In other food memoirs I've read, the chapter preceding a recipe will focus on what that recipe is, yeah. or it'll tie into a recipe. So this is a memoir full of recipes, which I also love. Um, Not too many recipes, though. No, which I don't. It was strange. The first food recipe came out about mid... Was it midway? Past midway. <laughs> like, 60% of the book half yeah. was read. Before a, before a recipe came up. And then the recipe didn't even go with the story that was no. told. Like, it was, that's what was the most disjointed for me, was being a food memoir. The recipes, a few of them, when they appeared, didn't even go with anything. It was right. just randomly thrown in there. Right. Which was a little disjointed, especially if you if you are a food memoir reader, this is different, Very to, different. to me. This is not like Molly Weisenberg or Bread and Wine by Shauna Nyquist. I, I think it still could be worth reading, particularly if you are her blog reader, you will oh, probably love this you book. You will love it. Yeah, because you love her writing style. Um, I was not familiar with her blog. And came into this kind of cold, and I think that hurt me as a reader. Mm -hmm. And so it'll be interesting to see what other people have to say. Um, But yeah, I found it to be a little bit disjointed. That was my major complaint about the book. Um, I also had some issues with writing style, but I know that's kind of personal. Everybody's going to feel a little differently about that. I will say, though, pluses of the book, pros of the book, I loved hearing about her relationship with her husband. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes, I immediately, once it got to the part with Matt, mm-hmm. 
I immediately had to go and I googled Amelia. I found her blog and then I found her Instagram. And then so I immediately was like, oh, who is Matt? What does he look like? What does she look like? I think if there was photos, like a little photo spread in the middle. Oh, that would have been helpful. That would have been so helpful because I want to see the pictures of the first cake that she made. That was a disaster. But instead I had to go to her blog and track it down, which was... Difficult. Did you find it? I did find it. So the first story in the book really about her cooking escapades, and I think this is even mentioned in the blurb about the book, is this cake that she makes. <laughs> yes. And it turns out horribly, but it still tastes good. Yes. So how did it look? Was it really as ugly as she... Yes. It was beautiful. <laughs> and the moment she put... It was, um, what, like five different layers or three different layers. And it was so majestic. And the moment she put the icing to cover all of it, it just slowly started sliding and sliding (laughs) and then they just scooped it up into a bowl um but it did it looked delicious that made me want to try the recipe not necessarily this book right but the photos on her blog okay mm, that got me so once we got into the book you kind of discover where bone up attempt comes from so She is a young 20-something. She's like so many of us, I think, trying to figure out what she wants to do and who she wants to be. And she starts to cook from magazines. And it starts after this disaster, this chocolate cake disaster. (laughs) And she finds recipes, like, while standing in line at the grocery store. And her goal was to find, like, magazine-worthy recipes Mm -hmm. where everything turns out beautifully. But she wanted to try them in a real-world kitchen. So it reminded me in that way of Julie and Julia, um, which is another food memoir that I actually, I did not enjoy. (laughs) I really loved the movie, ironically, but I did not. Loved the movie. Yeah, but I did not particularly enjoy the book. However, that's what this reminded me of in that she wanted to tackle these kind of fancy schmancy recipes or recipes that magazines publish. And she wanted to show that sometimes they're a little impossible to recreate in your own kitchen. But she wound up discovering that sometimes they turned out beautifully. And so she wound up becoming a fairly um I don't a fairly good cook, I guess. Like she wound up really enjoying the act of cooking and focused instead on just creating recipes, I think. Yeah. I did. I loved that. I loved the basis of her blog. I thought that was a really neat idea. Yeah, and so it was neat to follow. So she kind of, the book is about following these failures in the kitchen that wind up becoming successes, and I think she starts off talking about some of her failures in her personal life or her struggles in her personal life and then growing up and out of those, maybe. Um, so the chapters or the stories that resonated most with me were the, her stories about her husband, um, and they've known each other for since high school. I yes. Think. So they were high school friends. And so I love following that relationship. I thought that's where her writing was best. She also talks a lot about her family. A lot about her family. And um, not at always positive. I don't think it's ever positive. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. That's some pretty hurtful stuff in there. Yeah. I, it'll be interesting to talk about that because... She is very... She doesn't hold back. She does not, which I commend her for. Yeah, which is impressive to me. Um, that's really very brave and vulnerable. And it'll be interesting. I don't know. I would be curious to know what her family's reaction to her book has been. I would love to know that. But it does, on her blog anyway, which I you know, looked up in preparation for this podcast, <laughs> uh, she seems to still be very close with her siblings and her husband's family. 
and her mom. But I think her relationship with her dad was pretty broken. Very broken. And um, so anyway, you'll have to read the book to kind of get these glimpses at her family life. But they are very flawed and very detailed. And that's always risky as a writer. Mm-hmm. So the, so I do commend her for that. Like I said, her writing style might not be my favorite. But her bravery in writing about her family I thought is commend- was commendable. That took some guts. Oh, man. Um, okay, so what else about Bon Appetit sticks out to you? So we've got the recipes, the, you know, the flops in the kitchen, the relationship with her husband. I also found her conflicts. So she was raised um, conservative Christian. Yes. And her husband, her now husband, um, is Jewish. And so I did like hearing, I would have liked to hear more, actually, about Mm. her struggles with faith. But I think that's just what I like to read about. No, but that, it's true because while during her college years, she was very open in the book about her faith and um, the churches she joined and her relationship with her mom through that and her stepdad, Bruce. Um, But then nothing happened after that. Like, it was never spoken again. Right, she didn't reference it anymore. No, I definitely would have liked to have known more. I feel like that was an untapped subject. Yeah, because I... And maybe that's just something she chose not to focus on, whether it's on her blog or in this book. Um, Another thing I guess I'd like to know is, are these stories on her blog? Like, are these stories taken directly from her blog and just edited and extended, maybe? Um, I feel like maybe the last half, but definitely not the first half because there is no recipe. That's right. The first half half is pretty much her story of her growing up and her family. And so, yeah, I do think faith, the only reason I even suggest it being discussed further is she discusses it pretty heavily initially. And then you're right. Once she gets married or reaches adulthood, she references it here and there. But I, I would love to know if that had been a struggle for her or mm-hmm. if that hurt her relationship with her mom and stepdad. Um, because I'm, I'm guessing that maybe faith isn't as big of... Or maybe church-going faith isn't as big a part of her life anymore. Okay. And that's a total guess. But I would just be curious, you know, how is her relationship with her mom and her stepdad? Yeah, I would love that? to know more of that. So that, yeah, that would have been interesting to... To know about um let's see anything else about the book itself i don't i don't know i was gonna say i've got nothing it's definitely again if you follow amelia's blog or if you go to her blog and then you end up loving it and you love her recipes and just what she has to say definitely go and pick up her book yes you, this you'll enjoy it you will love it she again her childhood i definitely found the most interesting her childhood was fascinating oh my goodness lots <laughs> went on when she was just five years old oh right. my goodness um but if you haven't you might not like the book that much. Yeah, I think you will be at a disadvantage. I think I was at a disadvantage for not knowing who Amelia was, for not knowing that Bone Up Attempt was a thing, was a, you know, and it had an internet following, um, which maybe leads us into our next subject, which is bloggers who write books. Yes. Um, so I think at least in the past, oh, I don't know, five to ten years, I feel like bloggers have really capitalized on their blogs and been able to publish books. And I think generally that's pretty amazing and 
fascinating. It also sometimes explains a lot when I pick up a book and I'm, I'm wondering why did this person publish a book? And I realize, oh, they had a loyal following on their blog. Um, I'm wondering if that's disappearing a little bit or dissipating a little bit just because blogging I think is changing. You don't have a lot of interaction with your readers anymore. There's not a ton of commenting. Very true. Um, so I'd be interested to see if that tapers off a little bit now. But, you know, we had a lot of bloggers who put out books. So um, there were the DIY bloggers, so the do-it-yourselfer bloggers. So Design Sponge is still a really prominent website and blog, and they put out a beautiful decorating coffee table style book that I know we have sold lots of copies um, at in the bookshelf, and also I own a copy. I think it's beautiful. Um, The Young House Love bloggers published a book, uh, ironically, so they've published this book and then they wound up closing their blog. I think it's still... Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I think it's still open for readers to go find projects because they were very good about step-by-step tutorials, but they tired of blogging and are no longer um, hmm. writing for the internet, which I think is interesting. Um, so that you had your do-it-yourself bloggers. You have lots of faith bloggers. Definitely. Um, so I think um, one that you and I have both read was Heaven... Heaven is Here Yes, uh, by Stephanie Nielsen. Uh, She writes the popular blog Nini Dialogues. Mm -hmm. Um, She's a Mormon mommy blogger. I don't know. That's kind of a derogatory term, but she has a lot of children. Yes. And um, she went through this really traumatic ordeal. She was involved in a plane crash and completely had to undergo surgeries. I think she was featured on Oprah's show back when Oprah was still on the air. So... Um, her blog is interesting. That book was interesting to me, though, because her book writing style was totally different from her blog. Completely different. After I read the book first, Annie lent me the book, and then I got hooked on her blog, The Nini Dialogues, and completely different. Now, I wish the book was like her blog. I love right. her blog. I right. love her blog is just really, I was about to say, her blog is really casual. Um, Super casual. I haven't, I honestly haven't read it probably in a couple years, but she Fail. used to write in like big capital letters and le- like it was all kind of all over the place. And if that drives you nuts, then her blog will drive you nuts. But I kind of liked it. It was kind of kitschy and fun. It's very fun. And her blog or her book was nothing like that. Nothing. Not saying her book is bad by any means. Her no. book is wonderful. But yeah, it was a completely different, different writing. Yeah. You can tell she had an editor. Yeah. Or a a writer. <laughs> yeah, or somebody that helping she just her. talked to. Yes. Um, very different. Very different. Okay, so... I love her story. Her story is fascinating. Um, but her blog and book, I feel like there was a disconnect there. Huge disconnect. Um, another blogger who I saw was coming out with a book um, this fall is Natalie... Or, Natalie Jean. She used to be That's Nat cute. the Fat Rat. <laughs> um, but I've been reading her blog Rating. for a long time. She lives in New York City. Oh, um, So she raises her little boy there. She, Her husband works in finance or something. So um, they have an interesting story. I honestly think she's a pretty good writer. So it'll be interesting to see if that translates into her book. Um, and that's a blogger that's coming out with a book this year, I think. Um, what are some other... I know some faith bloggers, Anne Voskamp wrote mm-hmm. 1,000 Gifts, I believe, after her blog was already very popular. Um, we love her. Yeah, she, yeah, her book is fantastic. Uh, I struggle sometimes with Anne. She's a pretty flowery, flowery writer, uh, poetic she writer. Is. But occasionally she, 
I really do love some of what she has to say. Yes. Um, some of what she has to say, I feel like you kind of have to wade through. To That's how I feel anyway. But um, she's a blogger turned book writer that I think the voices were the same in Definitely. her blog and her book. Um, any other bloggers turned book writers? I can't think of any bloggers turned book writers. The only thing that's coming to mind is book writers turned bloggers. Yes. <laughs> the which, opposite. Which I think ha- I think almost now you have to. To keep up a fan base or to grow it right. even more. I think of what we talked about, um, a local Tallahassee writer, Prissy Elrod. Mm-hmm. She published a beautiful memoir this year. She self-published it, I guess, in 2014. Um, but we're all kind of secretly cheering her on and hoping that she can find a publishing house because her book is really wonderful. And that's not always true with certain self-published authors. I don't think mm-hmm. sometimes self-publishing is a tricky way to go. But she is a beautiful writer. And so we're all kind of hoping that she's going to um, get a publishing deal. But then she has started to write regularly through emails and blog yes. posts. And again, I think it is to keep up a fan base so that you can... I love it. You're able to actually keep up with them after you've finished their story, especially memoirs and nonfiction. I want to keep up with you. I want to know more. So, yeah, she's wonderful. And her book is called Far Outside the Ordinary. Yeah, and we carry it in the shop. I think you can find it on Prissy's website, though, of course, we'd love for you to buy it from us. But um, that's a a great example of a writer-turned-blogger, kind of out Mm -hmm. of necessity. I think you're right. I think that's kind of what people have to do. Um... So, I guess a couple of things from this episode. First of all, if you're interested in book clubs or starting a book club or joining a book club, um, we would love to help you get started. I have um, compiled a book club guide that are we post uh, we have printed for our book clubs in our area. And if you're interested in seeing that or you want copies of that, you can uh, find our email addresses on the store website, bookshelfthomasville.com. If you have a way that you run a book club, I would love to know what it is. I know so many book clubs run their clubs differently. We are rotating hostesses and therefore rotating people who choose the book. But I know a couple of book clubs here in Thomasville choose their books for the whole year, Mm -hmm. which I think would drive me nuts personally because (laughs) so many new books come out that I would want to read as a group. Um, But I think they really enjoy already knowing what's coming up and what to read. So I would love to know, we would love to know how you run your book club, how that works. Uh, We will let you know how our book club goes. (laughs) We are starting on Monday. It's a totally eclectic group of women from Thomasville and Tallahassee. So I think it'll be interesting to see how it grows and blooms and what comes of it. So that's the first thing. If you've got any advice for us on running a book club, do find us on our website. Um, You can also follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash bookshelf Thomasville. We are on Instagram and Twitter at bookshelf Tville. So you can always just shoot us a quick message there. Um, if you have read Bone Appetempt or if you are an Amelia Morris fan, we would love to hear from you too because I want to know who her readers are. Not a blog, I'm, I'm a pretty good blog reader. I'm not as avid as I used to be. 
when I had a desk job. <laughs> I feel like a desk job lent itself to blog reading. Yes. Um, but I don't read blogs as much as I used to, so I don't know if I've just been out of the loop. But I'd love to hear from you. If you are a Bone Appetempt fan and you've been following Amelia's story for a while, I'd be curious to know what you thought of the book. Because I think that probably gives you a totally different experience. Oh, yeah. Um, so if you are an Amelia Morris or Bone Appetempt fan, let us know what you thought of the book. And um, if you know of other bloggers who have put out books, we would love to hear about them. We, you know, we compile lists like that all the time. We love to let people know what's coming up. Um, we will be on the lookout for Natalie Jean's new book, um, but we'd love to hear about some other bloggers turned authors and let us know what you think of them. I think th I think that's an interesting part of our society right now, our culture, where you can write a blog and get a book deal. I don't that's think that crazy. I don't think that always happens. I think some people think that's what always happens. I really think you do have to pursue it and be pretty aggressive. I, I don't think book, I don't think book deals just land in blo bloggers' laps, but it does feel like a lot of bloggers are being able to capitalize on their internet fame by publishing a book. And yeah, and which is awesome though. I was about to say, good for them and, yes. and good for the publishing industry to maybe get some new blood. Definitely. So, okay. Thank you, Sydney. I think that is all for today's episode. We will see you next week.